This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to this Texas Sports Nation podcast. I'm John McLean. I can be reached at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. And I'm Brooks Cabina, and you can find me at B-K-U-B-E-N-A. Brooks, another big week for Deshaun Watson, also a big week for the Texans because teams can start negotiating. They can't complete deals. They can't talk to players before 3 p.m. Wednesday, but almost, oh, I'll bet you 20 or 30 deals will get done today, announced at 3.01 on Wednesday. And then it'll be a feeding frenzy for about a week. But before we get to this week, let's revisit Watson's busy week uh, last week, beginning with Friday. You did a great job covering uh, his civil cases. Chronicle, of course, covered his grand jury testimony. Bring everybody up to date on what happened Friday and what that means for this week. Well, there are two things that were going on with Deshaun Watson's legal cases. One was a civil case. That's where all the uh, there are 22 women who have filed civil lawsuits, and Tony Busby is the attorney who represents them. And there's also the criminal investigation, and that was led by the Houston Police Department. And eight of the 22 women that Tony Busby represents were also of the 10 who filed criminal complaints with the Houston Police Department. And those both um, happened on Friday. The grand jury in downtown Houston was hearing um, the, uh, the testimony and the evidence in the criminal case. And while at the same time, um, really eight blocks away, at Rusty Harden's office. Rusty Harden is the attorney who represents Deshaun Watson. That was the first time that Deshaun Watson was under oath uh, being deposed for the civil cases. And uh, Rusty Harden had asked a couple of times to postpone his depositions uh, till after the criminal case was resolved because he felt that on Friday that they would come to a decision, which they did. Um, But that wasn't before um, he was deposed. uh, uh, Tony Busby has been given 48 hours by a judge to um, depose Watson over the 22 cases. And then after that's over, uh, they'll decide whether they continue to go into civil court. Um, the two women that he uh, deposed Watson about did not have uh, criminal complaints with the Houston Police Department, which is uh, something Busby pointed out and felt like Tony, uh, that Deshaun Watson shouldn't have pled the fifth. But uh, Deshaun Watson uh, declined comments and questions during that whole entire process. Uh, that doesn't mean he just gave a blanket, I plead the fifth. He's pled the fifth every time uh, Tony Busby asked a question. And that was under the legal advice of Rusty Harden, who who said that he didn't want to give any possible evidence to the criminal uh, investigation. They might ask for that information. And I asked him, you know, even though there were two, the two women that they were being deposed about didn't file criminal complaints, how, how could that be used against him in the criminal trial? And he said, I have no idea, but you wouldn't take that chance. So um, that's what happened first. And then, uh, hours later, the criminal side, the grand jury just, uh, chose not to indict Deshaun Watson. They would have needed nine of 12 to indict him. Uh, they didn't have that. Uh, so the criminal investigation is over. 
And uh, even before that began, Rusty Harden had said he knew that there were NFL teams that would be interested in Deshaun Watson if there was no criminal charges, even if there are civil lawsuits pending. Um, and that's kind of what's uh, important on the football side now as the free agency market is continuing to build up. We've seen a couple of quarterback moves already in trades as teams try to acquire their next franchise guy. Um, and it does appear to be that case. A lot of NFL teams are seeking interest in Deshaun Watson, who still is executing his no-trade clause, but he's sitting down and he's going to meet with some teams that will make offers to the Texans, so we'll see what happens. Um, the civil lawsuits are still going. Uh, Deshaun Watson's going to be deposed again on Tuesday um, as they continue to do the civil cases, and uh, it does seem that NFL teams are still more willing to take him now. Um, I talked to Rusty Harden about uh, back when Miami – uh, made a, 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 a request and tried to trade for Deshaun Watson back in November. And that was a different case because the criminal investigation was still ongoing. And the owner, Stephen Ross, wanted all the civil lawsuits to be settled. And I talked to Tony Busby about this, and he and he said that there was a mediator from the Dolphins that reached out to him a couple of days before the trade deadline. And, you know, obviously we did reporting here, John, um, you you wrote about this back in November and and, and Tony Busby was talking about how the mediator came out to him and he said that, um, you know, four days before the trade deadline, um, which appears to be the timeline there, um, just wasn't enough time. He, he said, my deadline is not their deadline. He's He, he, he was like, you know, they, they can't just come to me and say, I want the deal done. He's like, I'll, I'll take it to the women and I'll show them what deals they might want to take. But I don't know if they'll take it or how long it'll take. So it was too short a window. That time expired. Obviously, the Dolphins moved on. Uh, but now that the criminal investigation is no longer going, other teams are more comfortable to acquire him. So uh, that's what's going on now. And uh, so all the trade talks that are heating up with Watson, uh, we'll see how many teams make offers and how many teams Watson's willing to waive his clause for. One thing we should point out, there's a lot of people seem to think because the grand jury did not file charges means he's innocent. No, grand jury, they can never one of them believe he's guilty, but they just don't think there's enough evidence for the district attorney to convict him so they don't file charges. And a lot of reports around the country about teams that are interested in him. And Philadelphia, Philadelphia, he rejected them last season. It wasn't because of the Eagles. It was more because he didn't want to play in Philadelphia. And then I think uh, there was one, Washington. Washington wasn't interested because of all the sexual misconduct problems that continue to plague them and have for the last two years, including a congressional investigation. And then there's even one that Indianapolis was on it. And I'll guarantee you, General Manager Chris Ballard would not insult Nick Casario by calling him and asking if he's going to trade him to a division rival. I believe that Seattle, uh, Carolina, and New Orleans are the teams that have shown the most interest. I've been asked about Arizona, AFC teams. Obviously, uh, we can take Tampa Bay off that list. But I think it's going to come down to one of the three that I just mentioned. But let me ask you something, Brooks, because could there be a team out there that we're not talking about or writing about that could be waiting in the bushes, so to speak, to strike? Do you have any idea if we could face a situation like that? Well, Deshaun Watson is a good enough player that anybody would be interested. So just because we have a lot of teams uh, that 
we're talking about now doesn't mean there isn't one that possibly would be interested down the road. I mean, the draft is really the deadline. I was talking to Bill Polian, former executive with the Bills and Colts, and it's a situation where like, yes, Wednesday is the time free agents are starting to get signed. And it's it's the time where a lot of people are trying to figure out what their budgets are and who they pursue. But that wouldn't really be the timeline, he thinks. And um, I, because he's that good and you would clear space for him or try to rearrange things for him if you were another team trying to acquire him. So maybe some things shake out after free agency where other teams are still sitting there saying, well, you know what, we fixed up these couple of things on a roster, but, you know, we'll always take a franchise quarterback. And maybe some of the guys that they signed in free agency might be pulled into a package deal. I mean, we've heard that Nick Casero has always been a, you know, wanting three ones and two twos and possibly some players throwing in. Maybe there are some teams who um, have a nice package deal that they could present later on. I don't think the Texans have really factored Deshaun Watson's uh, salary um, into the free agency if it, if, it, if it gets removed. I mean, I, I think they're going into it knowing they have the limited budget that they have and they're not going to say, OK, um, they would they would clear about twenty six million dollars if they were to trade Watson. Uh, which would give them a lot more flexibility in free agency, but obviously they haven't traded him yet, and that would give them a chance to start signing some extra players this week uh, once things really start to heat up. But it doesn't seem that they're making moves with that in mind. It sounds like they're still being limited, and that that, and that could be that they're going to be patient because it's not the Texans who have the ultimate uh, say in this. They obviously have to work with Deshaun Watson, and he may want to take his time. So uh, they have to sign their players now. We've already seen them make some moves with some guys that have already been with the team like Chris Conley and others. Uh, so that's that's not the sound of a team that's saying, okay, we're going to make a big splash in free agency right now. So, um, you know, there are a lot of immediate people who are starting to make inquiries, but that doesn't mean that they're the ones that will eventually be uh, traded to. $35 million is a big chunk of your cap. Not a lot of teams have it. They'd have to redo contracts, or they could get Watson's agent, David Mulligetta, to agree to extend him and uh, give him a big signing bonus and lower that cap figure. I've talked to two teams, and, and they want to talk to Watson and, and Mulligata because they want to know his judgment is going to improve. They don't want him doing something like this where you have at least 40, let's see, there were 22 civil suits and then two others that didn't file suits that came forward, and then Rusty Harden presented 18 who said he was a perfect gentleman. So that's 42 in about a two-year span, and teams want to make sure that he's not going to be doing that when he goes to his new team. They want to talk to him. They want to talk to his people and make sure that this problem is not going to occur somewhere else. And then the team that takes him is going to get a lot of criticism right off the bat because of the civil suits, and if they don't reach uh, settlements with non-disclosures, any of the the accusers who filed those civil suits could talk to the media in that city and, and make some disturbing allegations, which are in those lawsuits. So I've, I've, I'd be surprised if they pull this off this week, but I'm guessing there's been teams that have known when the time comes they're going to be in it, like the Panthers, Saints, and Seahawks and maybe somebody else. Pittsburgh has been very quiet. There have been reports out of Pittsburgh that the Steelers are not interested. But if you got Mason Rudolph as your quarterback and you're going to use maybe a first round pick on a quarterback in a down year, 
for that position, and the Steelers are used to being a contender every year. They, I'd be shocked if they didn't at least inquire about Watson. One that I'm just not buying Brooks is Cleveland. The media in Cleveland is going crazy. Number one, they don't seem to realize how much Nick Casario, Lovey Smith, and Pep Hamilton value Davis Mills. He is their starting quarterback. And number two, Baker Mayfield's in the last year of his contract. Why would they want him? Why would they want to pay him $35 million a year? They wouldn't. In his only game in Cleveland in November of 2020, the weather was so bad, the stadium had to be evacuated. And that was just because of lightning and wind. That wasn't because of snow and ice. So I do not see Deshaun Watson approving a trade to the Browns. And I know the Texans are not interested in Baker Mayfield, but, you know, that kind of speculation gets a lot of interest. Texans are re-signing a lot of their players to short-term deals. And uh, free agencies coming up, it can be made official at 3 o'clock on Wednesday. What kind of player do you think Nick Casario is going to be in his second uh, season of his rebuild? Well, it's going to be pretty much a lot like last year, a lot of short-term deals, some two-year deals. Um, I think if there's ever a splash signing that they make, it may be just one, and it may be at running back because that's when you look top to bottom of the roster, that's what they need. Um, but the big question is, is who's going to sign up for that, right? Um, you know, you have some guys out there, big names like Leonard Fournette, um, but is playoff Lenny going to go to a rebuilding franchise where you can say, yeah, you're going to get a lot of the carries, but we have one of the most inefficient offensive lines and it's going to be really tough sledding for you. So um, maybe for that position, it's best to pursue that in the draft where there will be a lot of players in the second, third, fourth rounds there who <laughs> just have to kind of go with it because you just picked them. So they don't have that much leverage in deciding whether they want to play behind that line. Um, but it may, they may spend the bulk of, uh, of their money on a guy like Justin Reed or because, you know, if you look at the safeties right now and they need to address that position, either in free agency or in the draft, because none of the guys that they have will are under contract beyond this season. So they're going to have to do it now or later. Uh, so Reed's going to want to drive up the price with a long-term deal. Um, he's 25 years old. He's kind of working into that stage of a career where you can get your second contract. Rarely do players even get a third, but he's probably going to work towards that. So there'll be a back and forth with that. Maybe that's the biggest uh, monetary signing that they end up coming out of with if they do get that done. And if they don't, maybe that signals a little bit what they do in the draft. Maybe that means they do like Kyle Hamilton, or maybe they go and try and pursue some other guys uh, as well. So um, I think those are kind of maybe, maybe the major ones that you would see. And the Texans on the offensive line, they already made a move to sign Cedric Ogbui from the uh, Bengals, and he plays primarily right tackle. So uh, maybe that signals a little bit what they'll do there, possibly with Marcus Cannon coming back this year. Maybe they make a move to cut him or release him. They'd get some moderate cap flexibility if they were to make that move. But watching what Casero did last year, the formula was pretty clear. You, you, you sign a bunch of guys to short-term cheap contracts, and by the next year, the cap space increases. If they do that again here, it'll increase even more next year, and Deshaun Watson won't be on the payroll. And then you have other major guys like Davis Mills, who was a third-round pick, and he'll be under contract for a long time. So a big-time slot at that position, which quarterback is across the country, you're getting a relative bargain at that at that price. And then if tight end, say Brevin Jordan becomes one of your main guys, he's also on a long-term cheap contract. So if they push that again with another formula of that this year, 
next year they can start making the moves to add bigger free agents. So I think this is another year where it's relatively quiet. Uh, Casario tries to execute what is their first full draft slot in several years, and maybe they pick up some more picks with Deshaun Watson's trade. Um, and then that's where the bigger, more talented players come from this year. And then next year you start seeing them make more splashes. So I think that's been projected for a long time. I don't think that's a new guess. I think anybody who's been reading or listening or watching uh, can kind of make that guess too. But um, everybody gets excited this time of year, especially when they start seeing a bunch of news, Tom Brady coming back, all this stuff. Deshaun Watson potentially being traded and seeing what that kind of clap, cap flexibility can do. Um, but I don't, I don't think there will be too many major moves for the Texans this year. Like last year, we have to keep our eye on every former New England Patriot who is available for obvious reasons. I'm John McLean. You can reach me at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. And I'm Brooks Cabin, and you can find me at B-K-U-B-E-N-A. Thank you very much for listening, reading, and watching. <laughs>